When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Christie swings it away from Moonga. Oh, danger there. Then it's been dropped by Frizzell. And try scored. But ultimately, it's the thing that's hurt them all day that hurt them in the finish. The aggressive line speed. And when they've needed to, they can't quite make those passes stick or work. Andre Pollard to put a full stop on this game. Which he does. Springboks too good on the day. And they get the victory by 26 points to 10. Felt probably our most improved performance this year. I thought some areas we, we really um, shifted our game forward. But in a game probably dominated by defence, we, um, we, we defended well. But, you know, our timing was out a little bit in terms of the attack side. And we're just going to have to go and have a look at that. Um, a few players over here for the first time feeling the pressure that comes from playing this type of team and but uh, pretty excited about about the next challenge Alice Park and, and playing for a trophy. That is the voice of All Blacks coach Ian Foster speaking at the press conference after a 26 points to 10 loss to South Africa in the first of two tests against the mighty box in South Africa. Not going New Zealand's way. The call with Grant Nisbet and uh, Justin Marshall prior to that from Sky Sport. Interesting there, the most improved performance of the year. Doubling down, uh, what, mere minutes after telling Sky that it was the best performance of the year. Uh, I probably forgive the most improved. They didn't improve between Test 1 and 2 against Ireland. They went further backwards in the third Test. So you could argue he is kind of right, especially with things like the defence, how they dealt with them more. But overall are well off the pace, which is alarming to say the least. Luckily here on SCNZ, we've got a man who can uh, offer some very interesting insights and uh, ideas as to what is going wrong and can this be turned around inside seven days in South Africa. We are delighted to welcome into the program the Rugby News Editor, Mr. Campbell Burns. Campbell, great to speak to you again. How are you doing on this Monday? Very good morning to you, uh, Daniel. I'm not too bad. I'm probably in better shape than, uh, than Ian Foster and, and most of the All Blacks. Yeah. Right. Let's reflect on the game. Campbell, I, I thought from the opening scrum, South Africa asserted their dominance and nothing changed after. What say you? Uh, correct. Correct. Yes. No, it was um, It was funny because when Foster said it was the best performance of the year, I don't think it was even the second best performance of the year because there was still hope in those Irish, uh, the second and third Irish sets that we would come back in some form and we did in Wellington with three good tries. But Really, there was nothing, there looked to be nothing to offer, particularly on attack against the Springboks. Uh, they did nothing out of the ordinary. They, uh, their set piece was good. They smashed us at the breakdown. They, uh, they brought line speed. 
And in return, we just bought very little. Um, all, all we did really was tackle well. I mean, they tackled their, their butts off, but uh, the All Blacks just looked clueless on attack. Um, and really, there was, um, you know, we, we've seen more unforced errors. Uh, we've seen skill execution under pressure um, fall apart. Um, so really, it was, I mean, 2016 looks comprehensive enough, but it probably could have even been more if it wasn't for their defence. I want to start off with the micro, how we started test matches. This is four test matches in a row. New Zealand have conceded a very early try. And starting a test positively has become a real issue for this team. It's a combination of set-piece issues, which we saw against South Africa. They concede a penalty, great field position. South Africa are able to start on the front foot. Uh, poor kicking options from New Zealand have, um, you know, read its head in yep. the start of these test matches. Some very soft defence. Uh, they, they fall behind far too often. This is this is more than alarming. Four tests in a row has me screaming, what's going on as far as preparation? Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, you'd, you'd have to put it down to that, and I'm not sure what's going on mentally with them uh, and that they're starting so badly, particularly when you know exactly what what your opponents are going to bring. Uh, so we knew the, uh, the the box would go to the high ball. We didn't cope with that. We knew they would attack us at the scrum, but really with, if you're going to play a tight head prop like Angus Salval, who's then going to concede three scrum penalties, you, you, you actually know what you're getting. Uh, so, so, I mean, you have to say some of the selections are poor, but as for their start, um, I don't know. It's, it's just, just a bizarre thing why, when they've talked about it every single test for the, for the last four, and they've started badly, uh, it came right in Auckland, but uh, not, not in the last three tests. Hey, Cam, we'll just pick up that point on some of the selections. When I look at that side, I, I look, oh, there's a few questions in, in the type five, uh, the loose four trio the halves combination, the midfield, and the back three. Other than that, it's hunky-dory. But I, I'm struck. <laughs> I'm at a, at a bit of a loss. Like, who's a dead cert who needs to come into the side? Do, do we really have the talent? Well, uh, uh, yeah, well that's, the, that's the point. But I think there, there are several areas where they've got to do things different. So tight head prop, uh, they've got to take a punt. They've got to bring Fletcher Newell in, a 22-year-old rookie, to play his first test because he's the best scrummaging tight head they've got over there. Then at number six, I think Shannon Frizzell has to come in. Uh, although he dropped a, a ball, which wasn't entirely his fault for that late try, he's the sort of muscular presence you need at six. Uh, if you're going to, I mean, really, uh, if we look at it, it's Ian Foster's last stand. On that basis, it's Sam Kane's last stand. And then if, if things pan out as we think they will, then the whole uh, structure of the loose forward trail will change. But I think Frizzell has to come in for this weekend. Then at 12, they've got to do something different there. Now, if Geordie Barrett's fit, and it looks as though he probably won't be, you've probably, uh, look, I, I, I mean, I would even think of playing him there, but if he's not if he's not fit, then at 12, you've got to bring um, something a bit different in, whether that's Quinn Tupai or Roger Tuivasa-Shek. Uh, they really have to sort of throw the, uh, you know, uh, uh, roll the dice a bit more and make some bold, um, uh, bold calls, because if they pick basically the same side, then we're going to get exactly the same result. I mean, that's, uh, and not only that, the same performance. So that they do, and, and as far as the back three, it's a curious one because I think Will Jordan's best position is fullback. I mean, he didn't touch the ball until the 42nd minute uh, yesterday, which yeah. was bizarre. Um, and, and he's your yeah, best attacking weapon, but I think he's, I think he's better at fullback. Um, but on, on, on that basis, you'd say, well, Caleb Clark would stay on one wing. Do they bring Sebu Reese in? But then that brings into question his work under the high ball. So they've, um, you know, they've uh, painted themselves into a bit of a corner, but there must be some uh, some bold calls made in, uh, for selection because, I mean, if, if this is indeed Ian Foster's last stand, then they've got to do something. Yeah. Um, 
Here's my big warning for next weekend. You're not only going to the High Valley, you're not only going to Joburg, you're not only going to Alice Park, but you're surely going to get a better South African effort. I thought they were brilliant defensively. The swarming defence, magnificent. It has been talked about at nauseam. But I thought their catch-pass game sort of uh, got worse as the game went on. That They're going to be better, aren't they, Camp? You'd think so. Uh, although, of course, they uh, they were probably disrupted with that first-minute injury to uh, to Fafta Clerk, and that may have disrupted things with their with their attacking flow. I mean, Andre Pollard's a very good player, but he's not necessarily someone who's going to um, ignite a back line. Um, but then, but then again, they you know uh, uh, they certainly didn't need that. They just had to win the battle up front and kick well, and that was going to be enough. Um, so you know, I mean, the Springboks could could definitely get better. Um, but it's a question of how much the Allbacks can get better with their with their personnel. Uh, you'd like to think so. Everyone was hoping and praying, but we've seen nothing to suggest they've improved at all. And normally, all black sides uh, uh, at this time of year in August are fizzing. They play they play their best rugby in the rugby championship, and that's been quite the opposite on this occasion. Campbell, mm. yeah, when you look at that attack, uh, and it, all the critics around New Zealand are not too fairly with the, ru- the, the rush defence. It's easier to deal with um, when you're not playing against it <laughs> in our minds. So what could they do to, you know, augment some space, uh, to, to find a way to sort of nullify the effects of the South African rush defence? Because I, I don't think you're going to get around it for 80 minutes. You just need to, to be able right. to, to limit the impact of it. How can they do that? Well, that's right. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a cliche, but the battle starts... Uh, up front and if they're losing the collisions as well as the set piece they're going to be in trouble that means their kicking game has to be has to be better whether that's kick pass or their uh, or, or their other tactical kicking which has been off uh, but the, 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 the thing is, is the All Blacks don't pass well on the back line they've got to get Richie Moonga in there because he passes better off, both, uh, off either hand than Bowden Barrett um, so regardless of whether Bowden's fit Richie needs to come in and whether they need to adjust their depth a bit um Particularly off, um, uh, well, particularly off, off first phase ball, but they've got to start working the blind, just coming up with some moves. We haven't seen a decent All Black backline move uh, probably since Eden Park. I mean, they they haven't their, their strike moves. I mean, they just they had one I think that uh, came off quite well, where I think uh, Adi Savia picked the ball inside. I can't remember who it was. It might have been uh, Jordan or, or, or Caleb Clark actually made a break from that. But that's been about the only strike move we've seen. So they're clueless on attack. They're passing on the shoulder or behind, as we saw with Kane with that last pass. And, and it's just it's just bizarre some of the... that they haven't improved at all in this area. Rico Iwani, for all the strides he's made at centre, is, is no Joe Stanley just yet. Um, and But they, they don't have any further options. They're really Jack Goodhue's back here uh, and still injured. So that they haven't worked out how they're going to get at from 10 and 12, create space outside. Um, and until they do that, there's going to be problems. But Richie Moonga has to come into the side at 10. Uh, this is a guy who carved up. He just played brilliantly in the Super Rugby final, and he's had four bench appearances. He's come off the bench. All Blacks are getting beaten up front, and he hasn't been able to make the impact. Um, whereas Bowden hasn't made any impact at all, really, for, for, for probably six weeks. Well, if they're going to keep Yuani in midfield, you've got to find a way to bring him in a little bit narrower, right? Uh, almost running in the se- the second man outside first five. Uh, yeah, they've got to make some serious changes. And, and ball carriers have got to be so um, so efficient. They've got to really stamp their mark on the game. Who, whoever's at six, at eight, and 12, they need huge games, don't they, Campbell? We've got to go forward before we go wide. It seems we're going the other way around. 
Well, that's right. And, of course, it, it goes to show you um, the value of someone like Ma'anonu, who whom you could build a whole game plan around yeah. with his pairing. He would always make the game on. And even Leo Mapi, who's just come off a, uh, an average season with Stade Francais, and, and, and you can only imagine Leo Mapi would have been would have offered that go for, whether it's on a one-two cut, breaking on the outside, second-phase play, it doesn't matter. These guys, you can actually build something. With David Harvili who works so well with the Crusaders, it's almost like they're expecting him to be a, a great second playmaker. But if the forwards aren't on the front foot, he can't really do much. And if Bowden Barrett's not giving him uh, giving him the ball in front of in, in front to do something, he's limited. And we know he's not going to be a, a Nonu-type character. This is where second five is a very difficult position. And if you get the wrong man in it, it can affect the whole the whole game plan. Um, now, Quintu Pyre can be more direct in that regard. So maybe he's the man, or maybe... Tuivasa Sheik, who's a bit different uh, with his dancing feet, um, but again, he's you know he's he's his his effectiveness is going to be nullified unless you've got the right man at ten. So that they all go together these uh, these combinations. But I know one thing that as far as creating space, the Irish did it so simply and so clinically, yeah. and, and and the Springboks didn't even need to create space because they just thought we'll, we'll do this, we'll, we'll rumble up up on the forwards, we'll kick well. To um, you know, to, to, to space, and uh, we'll put the All Blacks under pressure that way. That was a different kind of pressure. We didn't handle that. So, I mean, to me, it's, it's all very well tackling your asshole for you know for, for 80 minutes, but you, if you offer nothing on attack, um, then you're always going to come second. We at at times lose sight of the opposition. Um, you know, when you reflect on that game, what impressed you about South Africa's performance? Oh, just that they that. Uh, after losing Fuster Clerk, I mean, they just stayed stayed composed. Um, you know, even though they weren't necessarily cohesive in the back line, they just kept to their game plan. They knew that if they played this game plan, they would definitely beat the All Blacks because, you know, we saw 12 months ago the All Blacks had issues under the high ball, but it, it, it's, it's incredible. It's so simple. It's a very simple game, rugby, and if you know your opposition can't handle it, then you'll keep doing it. Um, and so I think one of the impressive things as well was the... Um, was it the breakdown where Peter Steph Dutori and Thea Colesi uh, made real nuisances of themselves? Jasper Visa played very well at number eight, and yet and yet we've got two two fetches. We've got two open sides in our team and Savia and Kane. So so why did we lose the breakdown battle? I mean, Artie played his heart out, Sam Kane made his tackles, but we, where is that? Are they just getting swamped there? Um, I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah. I mean, see, this is the this is the bizarre thing. We we, we used to win that breakdown battle, and you had someone like a hooker like Malcolm Marks just getting right in there and winning several turnovers. Um, I mean, we didn't get Samasoni Tiakiaho. Is a he was probably one of the best forwards. Um, he played very well, quite dynamic with ball in hand. But again, he's a um, you know compare that to Malcolm Marks, who who was just winning turnovers and actually getting. Uh, getting South Africa on the front foot. And so we, they had three or four turnover merchants, um, and we were struggling to win one. Campbell, this is not an easy question. It's probably not a fair question. Uh, what happens this coming weekend, and then what happens in the um, you know hours, days, and couple of weeks leading up to a test match against Argentina? Funnily enough, in Christchurch on the 27th of August. I think you know what I'm referring to here. Yeah, well, see, that's only, not, that's only 19 days away, um, and a lot can happen yeah. in that time. Uh, I, much as I'd love to see the All Blacks improve, um, and I think they will certainly make some changes, it's hard to see uh, the result going any other way. And on that basis, it would have to be uh, Foster's last stand. Um, I mean, and, and on what basis? I mean, what if the All Blacks grind it out and, and score a one-point win? 
is that enough for him to keep his job? I mean, we don't know. Uh, he appears to be a dead man walking, uh, but you have to say that he's got Mark Robinson over there, apparently, uh, uh, keeping an eye on things. But does that mean by the time he flies back to New Zealand on Monday, he's um, he's gone from his job and Scott Robertson's in? That could well be the case. But um, given there was a three-week gap between the July series and the start of the rugby championship where they could have done something then, they've then put themselves in a very tight time frame. So if anyone's come in, they would have to have had preliminary conversations with them to say, if this happens Saturday, if the All Blacks lose, you're in. So if that man's Razor, I presume he knows. He's not just going to get the phone call on Sunday night saying, you know, can you can you organise a training camp on Thursday? Um, so the whole thing has been a bit of a PR disaster. But in, And in the background, yeah, everyone's sort of hoping the All Blacks will win. Well, that's clearly not going to happen. So, yeah, you look at um, you look at South Africa mind, when they yeah. made a change after the Alistair Kurtzier regime. You might remember they made that change at the end of the season, allowing uh, Rusty yeah. Rasmus two full years leading up to a World Cup, wasn't it? His first year results were fifty percent win rate, and it wasn't until year two that Rusty Rasmus really turned South Africa around. I know they had player, you know, securing player issues. It's not like for like, but uh, it's a lot to ask uh, for for any coach to come in and um, you know make significant changes uh, in the space of a couple of weeks, Campbell, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, it certainly is, but, I mean, there will be personnel changes. I mean, I, I think they've got some of the selections wrong right from the start in July. Um, and yet, if you look at in Foster's reign as a whole, I mean, I thought he had a pretty good year last year. They just slipped up badly in the last two tests because they, uh, I mean, I, I put that down to a lot of mental fatigue after about the longest All Blacks tour in nearly 50 years. But then there was an expectation that they would deal with Ireland, um, maybe even only 2-1 victory, but they've gone backwards. And... Uh, there's nothing to suggest that they've even made um, the necessary improvements other than in their defensive line where Scott McLeod then has to take the, has to take the kudos. So, um, look, I think he's pretty much a dead man walking because as it stands, how, does the, how do the All Blacks suddenly play 100% better than they've been doing and somehow uh, actually eke out a win, even if they make four or five changes in the starting 15? I mean, how can it be done this weekend? And if that... If he's been judged on the first five tests, and it seems a bit bizarre that that was always the case, then then that's it. Um, it's his it's his last stand. And as I said, um, if he goes, then it's impossible to think that Sam Kane will retain not only his place in the his, not only his captaincy, but his place in the side. That will then give the loose forward trio more um, more options and more balance to play someone like Dalton Papali'i. Uh, and, and or to play Adi Savir at seven, then you can bring in a Hoskins Sotutu. You can bring in a, a line-out um, muscular ball carrier. So all these questions are sort of bubbling away, but um, it's almost like a hope against hope that the All Blacks will somehow turn things around. But uh, even if they perform better, it's going to be a massive ask to, to try and win on Saturday. Well, I've taken out way too much of your time. We've gone past our lot of time, uh, Campbell. Didn't even get to the NPC, which has kicked off. We'll talk about that in the weeks to come, no doubt. Thanks so much, Good Campbell. One, Go enjoy your week. I will. Cheers, mate. That is uh, Campbell Burns. Dead man walking in Foster, according to Campbell Burns, amongst other things. We'll get your reactions maybe a little bit later. Keep your text messages rolling in on the temper uh, bedpost text machine, double eight to double three. But Campbell Burns, rugby news editor. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.